Hey, what's going on? I am Claude B, and this is Lessons Learned with Claude B. That's me. <laughs> All right, so before we get started with the show, please do me a favor and right now like subscribe and share to all of your friends including the ones that don't really listen to podcasts because who never knows this may change their lives i am just saying just um but all jokes aside please like and subscribe because your continued participation will help in the success of this show all right let's start the show life is about making mistakes Life is about learning from those mistakes. When I was a kid, my mom would tell me all the time, well, lessons learned, after every time I made a mistake. Now as an adult, I often recall on those moments. Felt that test, well, lessons learned. Felt relationships, well, lessons learned. Felt and bust your behind because you didn't put your shoes up like you was supposed to. Lessons learned. And trust me, I got the bruises to prove it. Each week we'll review those life lessons. We will laugh and possibly shed a tear or two, but most of all, we will grow. Sometimes we have to look at the past to gain a new perspective on the present for a phenomenal future. I'm Claude B, and this is Lessons Learned with Claude B. Tell me, how do you find your purpose? How do you know that you're living your purpose? How do you know that you are on the path to living your purpose? There's so many things that we go through on a day-to-day that makes us who we are but continuously bog us down. I want to use me for example. Um, On a day-to-day, I put on a front and I put on... Uh, this facade that that I'm okay that I am happy to be around people but sometimes I gotta gotta admit to y'all it's hard you know it's hard to sit there day in and day out and be happy I don't know if anyone else can can relate to this, but I'm going to use I statements, right? So I'm going to use me. This time of year is very, very difficult for me. It is hard because, you know, it's the holidays and the you look around and people are with their families and their loved ones and it's just right out of a Hallmark movie, you know what I mean? And because in my day job, I work with children, um, seeing the families and seeing everything that everyone goes through is very, very difficult. It's happy. I'm, I, let, I don't want to get that twisted. I am so, so very happy to see it. I'm so happy to see you know, kids with their parents and playing and having a grand time. And I'm so very, very happy with that. But I have to have to be, have to be real with you, you know. Um, it's, it kind of makes me reflect on my own, you know, life and my own situations. And, you know, I'm, 
I'm I'm not okay. I'm okay, but I'm not okay, if that makes sense. So I'm just going to kind of use this week's episode, not to use it, but I'm just going to kind of talk through some things and really try and open up a dialogue, you know, find my tribe and find our tribes. Um, So here we go. Um, So anyway, like I said, uh, with the holidays coming up, it's very, very difficult for me. Um, One thing is when I was a child, um, little, little kid, the one thing that I love most about about Christmas time and about, you know, this time of year, uh, my mom and dad, they used to throw parties and I'm sorry, they had cookouts and get togethers. My mom would make daiquiris. Oh, I can still hear the blender. Strawberry daiquiris with whipped cream. Ow. And, you know, my dad will be outside cooking on the grill and, you know, my uncle and and my cousins and all of my parents' friends used to come over to the house and um, they used to all cook and have a grand time. That I felt like was a beautiful moment in our lives. And I don't even remember, you know, me and my sister being kids and, you know, when the, when the, when the adults used to have the, 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 the daiquiris, they used to leave their cups around. You know, we used to go and turn up the cups. You know what I'm saying? And we used to sleep real good. Um, but anyway, I remember these times because that was the time that I remember seeing my parents being the happiest. That was the time where I felt like really, truly connected. I am a person, full transparency, I'm a person who struggles with feeling connected. I have a hard time connecting with people, one, because they leave, two, because you get halfway through, you can't trust them as far as you can throw them, honey. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I have a hard time feeling connected those times back when I was a kid and my parents would have those cookouts and those get togethers, those gatherings, if you will, I felt the most connected. I felt connected with my family and my friends or my mom's friends. I felt like, you know, you know, but the reason why the holidays were truly my favorite part of the year was because, uh, that was a time where I felt like I was my dad's son. Like my dad used to pull out the the Christmas tree and all the 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 ornaments and the you know the decorations and stuff like that. And, you know, my mom would go to work and my dad would be home with my sister and I, and we would clean up the house and then we would set up the tree. Of course, we had a fake tree. We had the same fake tree for years. I'm just saying. Um, the trees were color coded. The limbs were color coded, and it was just fun. You know, we had the AC on. You know, back in the day, we didn't have central air. So we had our AC on in the lever room. So it got really, really cold in there. And and, and listening to R&B Christmas music. Come on, Silent Night by The Temptations. Hello. Um, Yeah, so those times were so epic. Because that was a time where I felt like I was my dad's son. I felt like I was my sister's brother. I felt like I was my mom's son. I felt like we were a family. 
And if I'm being honest with you all, and I am, um, that was the last time I really felt like a family, really. Like, the sense of family was so strong with that. And when my dad left, like, it was, granted, okay, my dad, he was very mean. Well, no, no, I'm not going to say mean. Let me stop that. I'm going to put that on there. I take that back. He was stern is a better word. Um, But when he left, I can do what the hell I want. Not do what the hell I wanted to do, but kind of, you know, I'm going to go with that. I can do what I wanted to do in the sense of, like, I felt free of doing the things that I can do. Doing the things without feeling like I'm being judged. I've always felt like I had to be a quote-unquote boy or a quote-unquote man. And when he left, I felt like, oh, this is a relief. I can be me finally. You know what I mean? Um, That's a different episode. We're going to talk. We're going to really, really dive into that into in, in later episodes. So please continue to tune in to later episodes. But anyway, back to our current conversation about the holidays. So anyway. So my dad, he used to, uh, he'll get the, he'll get the Christmas tree and we would set it up and we would decorate it. And then what we used to do, huh, we used to, after we've decorated everything, he would go, go on top of the house, put the tree, I'm sorry, get the Christmas lights on the house. And yeah, afterwards we would put on our, our jammies and our, and our, um, slippers and, He'd take us in his car. I think he had a truck at that point, at that time. And we used to go driving around the neighborhoods and, again, listening to R&B Christmas songs and look at all the Christmas lights. That was the most fun time I had. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't an argument. It was just fun. You know? I think now as a, a as an adult i think for me i am struggling with having that connection you know i'm struggling with building those type of memories um in full transparency i just turned 33 and i'm not married i don't have any children and these are the type of things, if any, that I would want to share with my kids and share share with my build uh, my builded family. And I know build is not a word, so I know don't judge me, okay? Um, but these are things that I I, I want to build with uh, my future family. So yeah, um, holidays are hard, you know. I know uh, my family back home, you know, I get messages and I get messages from family members. My sister, my mom, you know, wanted me to come back home to visit. And I, I, will, I want to. I really do. I have to admit, though, I have a very visceral reaction to going home. It's like I'm back to being that little boy again, but not the little boy from the holiday times, but being that, that little boy who... Um, you know, who's afraid of everything, who always have to be on their P's and Q's because 
you don't want to be picked on and picked at. It's hard. So this is why I have such mixed feelings about the holiday. Um, which brings me into today's topic. Um, today's topic is your inner child. Um, psychologist says that your inner child is, you know, your childlike persona. You know, there are some traumas that we deal with in life that our inner child sometimes have trouble getting over or learning from and moving on from. And I kind of, I want to discuss that today. Um, a lot of my feelings about the holidays and about visiting back home comes from a traumatic inner child. And I want to go over with tips for getting over that as well as just calling a spade a spade, you know? I think that that is the most important thing to starting to get over something, to starting to grow. Let me not say get over to grow from those moments. Um, so let's get started. Well, we already gotten started, but let's keep it moving, you know? All right, so um, let's go ahead and get started. So healing your inner child. Um, each of us has the desire to be cared for, loved, and nurtured. The little child inside of each and one of us, even when you're an adult, it's called the inner child, okay? Our inner child is a free spirit. Uh, it's emotional, it's sensitive, it's fun-loving, joyful, imaginative, and creative. Your childhood spirit may have been tamed, lost, or forgotten, but is still somewhere inside of you. I know as a kid, uh, my favorite thing to do was cook. Didn't like, didn't like washing dishes. I didn't like the aftermath of cleaning up after yourself. But the cooking part was really, really fun for me. Uh, as a kid, I used to go to my Aunt Anne's house. And my Auntie Anne, let me tell y'all, this lady here, she was a force to be reckoned with. She'll tell you what's on, on your mind and dare you to say something about it, okay? She, she had... <laughs> Her favorite expression is, I don't say nothing behind nobody back that I can't say in their face. And trust me, she meant it. Um, my uh, And she, out of all my family members, she, I felt like she truly saw me. I was the type of kid that if you gave me, uh, gave me some toys or, you know, anything that I can make into toys, Put me in a corner, I could be there for hours just recreating stories and expressing myself in, in play. You know what I mean? It wasn't that, you know, I wasn't, let me rephrase, uh, let me start back, let me back up some. So, having toys and putting me in a corner, I mean, any toys, I used to play with Barbies, uh, Power Rangers, G.I. Joes, up Smurfs, up, up. Trolls, you know, with the with little frizzy hair and the, the big old belly button. Child. Oh, McDonald's. Oh, my God. They used to give away Barbies and stuff like that. Oh, child. 
the reason why I'm emphasizing the Barbies and the, the girlish toys is because, you know, my sister, you know, she had toys and I had toys and she got the better toys in my opinion. But anyway, um, but it wasn't the fact that I was playing with, I wasn't playing house. Everybody was like, like a, a, a ninja or a Power Rangers, you know what I mean? Who happened to fall in love. That was just me. But anyway, I really felt like she saw me. And it wasn't that me being who I am or who I was at that time was wrong in any aspect. Whether whether or not I had a little, you know, extra little press in the walk, if you catch what I'm saying. Or if I was, you know, being a quote unquote boy and playing outside with the with the other boys, you know what I'm saying? Either way, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't bad. It was just me being me. And I appreciate that. Side note, rest in peace, Angelina. I love you. I miss you. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I keep saying, yeah, I'm nervous because I'm not really nervous, but it's like I feel myself opening up more to you all. So, thank you all. Anyway. Uh, healing the inner child. The inner child may need healing and support if it was hurt, neglected, frustrated, or abused during childhood. So, as I said, um, I got picked on a lot as a kid. I got, there were some things that happened to me as a child with a neighbor. We'll get into that. I do want to open that, open up that conversation with you all because you know y'all my babies i love y'all you know what i'm saying thank y'all for listening anyway um but that's another conversation for another episode i just don't have the bandwidth to dive into that right now at this time so anyway there was an incident that happened uh continuously but anyway um that i that caused me to not really cause me to be that I'm going to take all of this part out because I don't really want to talk about this right now. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yes. So I hung around a lot of girls growing up, you know, I played with the Barbies. Um, I got picked on a lot, you know, words like faggot was a continuous thing, a continuous adjective to describe who I was or who I am was at that time um I got picked on on things like oh that's light bright or um yeah I I did this thing and I mentioned this in other episodes but I did this thing when I was a kid that when I felt like when I was being chastised as a kid I would get quiet I just get quiet so you know, I would, I got the, I kind of gotten the, the nickname, uh, Casper, you know, ghost, <laughs> you know, and it wasn't that I was, didn't want to speak so far as Casper. It's not like I didn't want to open my mouth. I really wanted to, and I was really answering the things, but it was just like, either way, you pull it whether or not I answer you or not you're gonna be mad you're gonna be upset you're gonna treat me a certain way 
And for the longest time, I didn't understand why I did those things. And at that time, it kind of taught me, like going through those situations, it taught me to, um, it kind of taught me that everything's my fault, right? It's not healthy, but that's what I kind of pulled from that. And even how that kind of showed up in my adult life is, you know, I feel like I talk about that relationship every goddamn episode. But it was just like I, in the relationship, in the past relationship as an adult, or in multiple relationships, because even after that relationship, when I tried to move on, I kind of made things my fault. That's not okay um, at all. By any means, is that okay? Get Listen, listen. It is okay to take account, to be accountable for the things that you do. It is okay to do that. It is not okay to hold yourself accountable for the demise or success. You know, there's always two sides to a coin of whatever of the relationship you know it's just not it's just it's just not your fault completely and it you I used to beat myself up about it a lot not about not just in the relationship but going back to being a child I used to beat myself up about all of the why am I like this you know why can't people really see me you know what I'm saying oh well you know I'm not man enough, so therefore, you know, I'm not masculine enough. Let me rephrase that. I'm not masculine enough. Therefore, it is my fault that my dad won't accept me. You know, even as a kid, I felt that way. And I felt that way as an adult. Like, hey, it is what it is. Damn, I went off on a tangent. I am so sorry, (laughs) y'all. But, yeah, back to healing your inner child. Healing those traumas, healing and getting the support of the things that hurt you and neglected you and really, yeah, healing that. Our inner child may be hidden if we pretended our family was happy and healthy and even when it wasn't. I don't relate to this, but I mean... (laughs) This part, this particular part, because I particularly, it was just like, okay, that's my sister, that's my mom, that's my aunt, those are my cousins. Family is just a very strong word that is hard for me to use, even to this day. Um, Yeah, our next point is sometimes we dream or daydream and we can picture the little child in us. Okay, so I was listening to a TED Talk and I forgot her name. It's a therapist. Uh, she's a hypnotherapist. And I know, I know how us black folks are. You know, that's the voodoo. That's the mat. We don't do, we don't do that. But I don't know. It was something about, so anyway, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. Let me backtrack. So this particular hypnotherapist does this thing um, where she, it's like guided meditation. And 
Let me tell you, if you look it up on Facebook, I will put all of this information in the show notes. Um, I just can't think of her name right now, but I promise you I will look it up and put it in the show notes. I promise. But anyway, let me just take you through it. I did this and I, it's like she just was talking to you just as you're concentrating on your breath and just imagining your, you as a child and you being present with the, your, you as a child. It's very bizarre, but at the same time, it is a thing. Like it helps, it helps, it helps, it helps, it helps. Um, just being, being able to visualize you as a child and visualize yourself giving you you know your 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 little self giving you the things that you felt like you didn't need or that you didn't get as a child so like for one one thing that I struggled with and struggled with as an adult is not feeling like I'm enough and like the one thing that she did was like she was like okay visualize yourself as a child visualize yourself and for me visualizing that you are having that conversation with your little self and saying that you're enough give yourself a little hug give your little self a hug I'm sorry give your little self a hug and you know wrap your mind wrap your your arms around them and let them know baby you are enough you don't have anything to worry about because you, everything that you need in life, everything that you're searching for from other people, you have right there inside of you. Like, you have that. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to. My eyes are sweating. I'm sorry. Don't judge me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Um, but I will put those in, like I said, I'll put those in the show notes. Um, yeah. Uh, many people who hide their inner child puts on a quote unquote mask. Um, you know, they, there, there are many different, um, there are many different types of people who wear masks. You know, there's the fashion show mask, you know, you dress up extremely fancy to please other people, darling. Uh, the body perfect, the one who's always body conscious, and I mean, not really body conscious, but I mean, who are so in tune to themselves. A lot of misogynists happen, but I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm gonna take it out. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that out. Um, the blob, the too much weight people, this particular face, I really, really identify with. Um, I am a bigger guy, as you haven't. You know, seen a picture of me, don't know what I look like. I'm a bigger guy. Um, and I will say that I do use my weight as a suit of armor, as something to protect me because, yeah, it puts, it puts a barrier around me in a sense of like, everybody will come knocking on my door, right? But in, in the same token, it blocks me from the right people from coming in. You know what I mean? But here's the kicker. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going off on a tangent, but still stick with me. I promise. I promise it's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's getting better. The thing is, right, as soon as 
first I started loving my body. Other people start loving my body. And that is still something that that get, that I'm getting over and I'm still not getting over but I'm I'm coming to terms with. It's really a thing and like hey, the right people are coming in. Okay. Moving on. People who people please is someone uh, is is something that happens when there's, you know, traumatic people. Uh I'm, I'm sorry, traumatic things that happen to you as a child and so on and so forth. Uh, you become the life of the party. So you become very, very entertaining. Sometimes you can become very entertaining, I will say. Um, but these are all things. And like, again, I'll put I'll put all of this stuff in. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so these are all things that I've dealt with. And I am going to just go through those tips to kind of get over those things. And if you... Um, if you can relate, please do me a favor and let me know. Let me know in the comment section. Um, and we can kind of start a dialogue here, you know? Okay, so let's get into this, shall we? Eight ways to start healing your inner child. Acknowledge. Acknowledgement, number one. Acknowledge that there is there is something there you know acknowledge the pain acknowledge what it is i've always said you know you have to call a thing a thing in order to kind of build the steps to kind of get over the thing you know what i mean so acknowledgement is very 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 important acknowledge that it exists you know number two listen Listen to your inner child. Those times where you're feeling like, I call it me being extra. You know, those times where you feel like you're not enough. Those times where you feel like something is going to happen, like you that you can't control. And just listen. You might just notice that there is anger over unmet needs that you feel abandoned or rejected those are real real feelings god damn you feel insecure about certain things even feeling vulnerable you feel guilt or shame or anxiety listen to when your inner child says these things when you feel those things it's probably means that your inner child is feeling a bit just uh, uncomfortable these are very, very strong emotions. Uh, listening to the feelings of your inner child and letting yourself experience them instead of pushing them away can help you identify and validate distress you've experienced. This is an essential step toward working through it. Seriously. Like, th these, this help. I've done this a few times. A dozen times, child. Uh, have you guys ever journaled? Number three. Am I on number three? We might be on number... No, that, that was... Yeah, number three. Number three. Write your inner child a letter. Now, I've done this 
if you if anybody knows me if anybody i have my notebooks even pulling up uh the notes on your phone if you have an iphone i don't know about the joy because you know team iphone ew. um pulling up those notes and really just like writing yourself a note also uh writing a vo- voice memo in previous episodes i i kind of um i've let you all listen to a couple of my voice notes and uh those are all great things to do but anyway writing a letter or expressing or opening up a dialogue between you and your inner child aids in the healing process it you're able to you know you're able to get it out you know what i'm saying call it a spade and say hey this is what's this is what's bothering me but hey we gonna make it through answering a few questions that opens up those dialogues are like hey how do you feel how can i support you and what do you need from me sitting with these questions can often lead to answers through i'm sorry though it it may take some time before your inner child feels safe and secure really giving yourself the answers to these questions can and will help you just evolve you know Uh, this article also um, suggests note number four meditate now meditation can can look different for different people I like the breathing technique in for four minutes I'm sorry inhale for four seconds for, for a count of four hold it for a count of four and exhale for a count of four trust me it it slows your heart rate down and it helps you think clearly number five journal very much like writing your 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 inner child a letter but journaling also helps in just it helps you in just you know you know what i'm saying like it just helps you just get it out if you're unable to kind of voice it it helps you to put it on paper. Once it's on paper, it is something physical. It is out of your mind, out of it's filling your heart, but it's out of your mind and onto something that is real. Now, what you do with that paper, you can either keep it, like I do. I have many journals that I, I refer back to. It's like a point of reference. Like, oh, that's what I was going through at this time of my life. Or burn it. It is a certain type of relief to to the emotions that you're feeling side note also validating your own feelings helps in this process number six bringing back the joys of childhood uh when i was a kid i liked to go to parks i like to just do things get fresh air playing video games going for a walk oh my gosh even baking a cake listen let me tell y'all this past thanksgiving i was really going through it emotionally like it was bad i don't know if it was because i was getting older i don't understand but when i tell you i 
felt numb to the world. Like, it was bad. Something about my aunt and all the things that we cooked in the kitchen. I went and baked me a red velvet cake. Now, anybody knows me, knows I love me some red velvet cake, y'all. That's what I did. I baked me a cake. And it was just going through the process. I could hear my aunt. I could just feel her presence. And it just brought me joy. I felt like I was that little boy back in the day, you know, just doing the thing, you know? Uh, Number seven, I believe, is leave the door open. Healing doesn't always have to... have to be a definite end it's often more an open-ended journey you know allowing yourself the space to grow allowing yourself the opportunity to be better and just knowing that these feelings are going to come up give your space to grow we're human you know Give yourself that space to grow. Give that inner child the space to be that inner child. You know? There's sometimes that there are things that that we go through in life that keeps us from getting leveling up to the next. This is a video game reference. Leveling up to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Giving yourself that space. Like, wait a minute now. I am Feeling insecure about this and exploring those insecurities for that moment, trust me, will do the world a good. And number eight, talking to the therapist. I will say this. Therapy is an amazing journey. I'm right now in between therapists, but when I got started on my mental health journey, this in particular was the best thing. Think about it like this, sis. Have you ever gotten the feeling that, you know, when you talk to your, your good, 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 good Judy's, aka your good friends, or or that that they don't really want to listen to you, or you feel like you're nagging, or you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be the life of the body, whatever, whatever, but I can't really express how I feel because. I don't want to bring down, I don't want to bring down the vibe of the room or I don't want to, I don't want to bring someone else down or bring something else for some, you know, bring something up for someone else. If you've been in those moments, trust me, talking to a therapist, this therapist is paid to listen to you and your shit. It's like, It's, I, I, I can't explain it. But if you don't have a therapist, find one. Like, and it's okay if one therapist don't work out. You can, I've been through three. I've been through three. Do not judge me. And I'm still, I'm looking for the fourth right now. I'm looking through the fourth. So in the interim, that's what this podcast is for, you know? But they create this safe space for you to kind of navigate through those feelings. Through the good and the bad and the indifferent and just, they're just there to listen. They're getting paid to listen to your shit. I, if I would have known about this in my early 20s, 
bump that in my in my teens. I feel like I would be strides above where I am right now. Not to say that I'm at a bad place right now, but I'm just saying I feel like a lot of the th- I would have had the courage to tackle the dreams, ta- go after the the guy that I I, I love really had the the emotional bandwidth to kind of work through certain things earlier but that's it um so yeah this is the inner child episode if you felt like you related to anything that i've said through this episode please do me a favor like and subscribe and share it with multiple people i will put all of the things that we talked about today the tips not the the stuff about the you just have to re-listen my stuff you have to re-listen uh, <laughs> um, I will put all of that in the show notes for today's episode um, I want to thank you all for listening again thank you so much um, yeah um, like and subscribe if you have a lesson that you want to talk about and lessons learned with Claude please do me a favor and email me at lessons learned with Claude that's lessons learned with Claude at gmail.com and we will discuss them on the show. Also, please log on to Facebook. Find find our page. There's a group. Um, Lessons Learned with Claude B. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. And yeah, I look forward to listening to your lesson. Let's really have a dialogue here, guys. Love y'all. I will see y'all next week. Deuces. This was lessons learned with Claude B, y'all. <laughs> yeah.